Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 285, and welcome back to my front porch here in Phoenix, Arizona. I hope you are doing awesome wherever you are, whatever time of day that you're listening to this. Uh, it has been a very, very busy week. I, I apologize for not getting uh, more of these out, but uh, it's been kind of crazy. Uh, I, I tell you all throughout this podcast all the time, if you've listened for any period of time, you'll know that Suresh Kumar is a mentor to me, a brother, a family member. He's the president of Harvest India. And uh, he was in town last week and so got to spend some time with him and, and his daughter Mercy. And it was just like amazing, so wonderful. And then my son Cooper graduated from high school, woot woot, on uh, Tuesday. That was huge. I mean, it wiped Patty and I out, though. To be honest, we were saying, I think we feel like we graduated. Uh, we feel like we, I mean, when he went across the stage and they called his name, I felt like they called my name. I feel like Patty and I were talking and the whole family was talking like we we're thinking we're going to like, we want our names on the diploma as well because we we all worked so hard to help him get it. So it was pretty funny, but huge celebration this week. And then my dad was in town. So got to spend some time with he and my, my stepmom and yeah. And so it's just been like, boom, boom, one thing after another. And on top of that, still running Phoenix One. And yeah, so it's just been a, a busy season, not a bad busy season, uh, but a busy, busy season. Um, so I appreciate those of you who, you know, this is kind of a regular rhythm for you. And, and maybe you're like, yo, what's up? So I appreciate the patience. Uh, thank you for continuing to tune in. I just love the fact that there's a bunch of you out there listening, and uh, I really do appreciate the support. I really do appreciate the fact that you listen and we're learning together. It's just, <clears throat> it's this kind of transcendent idea in many ways of like, I'm on this side, I'm in Phoenix, you're wherever you are, and yet we're all connecting with the same God in the script, the same scriptures. I mean, it's awesome just love this idea that we get to learn and grow and struggle through this stuff and figure it out and celebrate all of that stuff. So thank you for continuing to listen. And for those of you who continue to give to help this podcast, uh, to help this podcast uh, happen, thank you so much. I really, really, truly uh, appreciate it. I really do. All righty, here we go. Uh, Philippians 1, 23 and 24 says this, I am hard pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Uh, Philippians 1, 23 and 24, I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But it, but, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. <clears throat> I talked about this a little uh, a little bit uh, maybe in another podcast. I don't remember which one, but um, <clears throat> I, when I, I grew up with this idea that, <clears throat> you know, there were movies like The Thief in the Night and it was all about like the rapture's coming and are you, are, you know, are you ready and are you the one, you know, did you make a decision to follow Jesus? Are you going to be left behind? Like all of that stuff was huge when I was a kid. So I constantly lived in 
some form of fear or anticipation of the return of Christ. You know, it was all like if you didn't know him, then maybe you would be you would be, you know, held back and then you would go through persecution. I mean, it was like this. I mean, it was in some ways a part of it was like fear mongering to kind of get people to make a decision to follow Jesus. And so I grew up in that kind of environment. He's coming back. He's coming back in, you know, it terrified me at times, you know, but I also was like, man, but I, I want to be that. Cause I, you know, when I read the revelation, I was like, man, all these promises about what it's going to be like. Uh, but it was always a bit of this escapism, a bit of this. We got to get out of this horrible place, out of this terrible, terrible place. And, you know, I'll, and Paul's addressing this right now, but uh, let me let me just say that this comes from Platonic thinking. Um, it also turned into some uh, like Gnosticism. These are things that you're going to read in the New Testament, and Paul's going to address. But the idea is the spiritual world, this other world, is the most important, and and the things of this world not that important, and and yet that Jesus actually comes in and says, you know, no, 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 I'm going to incarnate. You know, so the word, it comes down to us and moves into the neighborhood. John says, Jesus incarnates, becomes a body, flesh, you know, um, but yet he is the most spiritual. He's God, you know, he's, he's God. And so what's so, what Paul is doing here is so helpful. It's so helpful. And this is such a beautiful, but a painful statement from Paul. I mean, think about it. He, he's in prison, right? He's been persecuted. He's been rejected. He's been beaten. You know, he's missing all his friends and his family. He's like this vagabond for the gospel, right? And he loves, he just loves Jesus. And he loves the presence of the spirit that now indwells him. And it's so near to him. Not only as he writes these letters, like he's writing the scriptures that we now have in our hands, but also as he's alone in a jail cell, as he's tired, as he's overwhelmed, as he's confused, he senses the spirit. He senses the comfort, the care. And he just expresses this to the Philippian church. This is what he's saying as he's writing this letter from prison, right? He expresses this. I just want to be with Jesus. I just want to be with Jesus and it would be so much better than the life I am currently living right now. I'm just, he's expressing this to them. He's being honest with them about that. And you can't help but just ask the, the question or really maybe even maybe personalize it for yourself. Can you relate with this? You know, can you relate with this moment that Paul finds himself in? You know, have you or or do you remember feeling like you're just so busted up, like kind of exhausted, emotionally spent and like like no matter how hard you love and you serve the Lord, stuff is just tough. It's just hard. And maybe the last few years, you know, maybe the last year, five years have just absolutely have absolutely worn you out. Maybe your tank was low before we came into COVID, low before all the racial injustice, all the racial problems that we're dealing with, low before all the crazy political nonsense. Maybe it was your your morale, your the, your self care, like it was non existent, right? And you're just like, I'm oh, I am over it. 
right? Maybe you're just like, look, here's the thing. Just like get me out of here. I'm just done with it. Please, no more. You know, and I I hear that from a lot of people. I get the opportunity to meet with a lot of people who are hurting, who are confused, who are frustrated, right? And they're just like, I just want to, I'm, I'm like done, right? They talk about God's returning all the time, all the time. They are, they are like looking for the signs of the time and they're, they're making all these guesses because, and to be honest, like they're saying, I'm just done with this world. Like I'm done with this world. I'm done with all its problems. And here's the truth. It would be better to be with the Lord, right? That's what they're saying. Like, get me out of here. I'm, I'm all done with it. Take me to the place that's better. Take me to that place where there's no tears, where there's no fears, where there's no suffering, right? And that sounds pretty amazing. Like, get me out of this place. This place is bad. That place is, is good. Get me out of here. And I hear that so often. But, right? And here's the thing about that word, but. <clears throat> that conjunction, right? That conjunction is so important in the New Testament. And here is what Paul is, is, is trying to help us understand. I am living in the tension. I have these two realities, right? And this is the tension he is having. And what he's saying is this, I, I get you. Like he gets us. He knows the pain that we've been through. He gets the longing to like get out, right? To get out of here and to be in the pure presence of the Lord. He's like, just take me home. He gets it. But that word, but, like I said, that conjunction is so important. It's important in life and it's incredibly important in this passage and all throughout scripture. It's just incredibly important. It's like, like Paul's going like, yes, yes, I want to go be with the Lord. And that's not a bad desire, right? It's not a bad desire. Those of you who are like, I want to go be with the Lord. Like, look, I get it. I'm with you. I want to go be with the Lord. But then that conjunction comes in. But, but, but to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. That's what Paul says. Paul says to this Philippian church, how selfless, right? How missional. While his desire is to go and be with the Lord, and, and, and it's a beautiful hope, I think a lot of times for us, like Paul saying, I want this, and, and a, lot of, a lot of us want this, but here's what ends up happening. Like if we're not careful, it becomes a selfish desire, right? Because if, if God wanted you with him, guess what? He would take you. He would take you. He would take you. He's the giver of life. He knows every hair on your head. He knit you together in your mother's womb. And when you have served your purpose for his glory, he will then allow you to enter into your rest. He will choose that for you. But right now, you are here. You have a purpose. You have a calling. And what Paul is like, I'm not done yet. There's a bunch of people out there who need encouragement. There's a bunch of people out there who need care. And you know what? Earth's not bad. It's not bad. The kingdom of God is here. His kingdom is here. His presence is here. It's not out there, right? It's there, but it is here. It is the, so the theological term, we've talked about this before, is already, but not yet. His kingdom has 
already come, but it's not yet complete. And we don't really truly get to experience all the fullness of that until we enter into eternity. But please do not miss the kingdom is here. And there are a bunch of people here on earth that need kingdom people to step up to the plate and go, no, 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 I'm here. I am here. And I have a purpose. And, I, and, and God has given me a plan. And I have to be so honest about this. I am so deeply concerned about the amount of people I hear talking about getting out of here. When, like I've said, the Lord is here. His presence lives inside of you. You don't have to go away. Again, that's that Gnosticism, dualism. You don't have to go away to, to be spiritual. That spiritual life lives right now inside of us. We are the temple of the Spirit of God. He is present with us right now. And I don't know about you, but I join Paul in saying that it is good for, for the world for you to be here. Like, it is good. It is good for you to be here. And it is good for the world for you to be here. It is God's purpose in your life. So here's the thing. Smile. Just smile. Right? Endure the suffering that is before you. Right? Grieve that you are struggling. But don't forget. Please don't forget. You matter here on earth and in eternity. But he's not taking you home yet. So lean in to what he has for you here instead of escaping. And what I love with Jesus is how present he was. Look how present Jesus was with the disciples. Look how present he was in his suffering. Look how present he was with the hurting and the needy. Look how present he was as he, te- as he taught and provided. Look how present he was to his mother for 33 years present so present and he's present with you through his spirit as a result of his death and his resurrection so live into that calling that commission to be who he's called you to be here on earth because goodness derives by living into your earthly purpose that god has created you for so the question is this What is preventing you from being present here on earth? Present in your purpose. You know, what is it that's preventing you from doing it? I think it's a really important uh, question. Father God, thank you. Thank you for sending your spirit. Thank you for sending your son Jesus dying and resurrecting so that we may have access to your spirit here on earth. Your kingdom is here. Your kingdom has come And we want your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Teach us, guide us, lead us. So, take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.